Good morning. WGOToday.com podcast. Uh, we're going to work through some technical challenges that we've noticed doing this the first couple of days. One of which is I uh, will be experimenting with a different kind of microphone to interface with my smartphone because I, I kind of like the portability of being able to record to my phone. But I do realize there are some challenges that come with that. One of which is this microphone touches my shirt, which then creates some interference issues. So maybe I'll try to hold it like this to keep it away from my shirt today. You'll hear some birds chirping. You'll hear me huffing and puffing. I, I, you know, I like to walk and talk. It works best for me, I, although I do realize it may not work best for the uh, listener. Just, just bear with me. We're getting started. Let's not get bogged down in technical details and perfect productions and lose sight of the art, the economic art in this case. So one of the major things we're trying to do is challenge the, uh, the economic assumption, the, the core economic assumption the, of scarcity. Sure, scarcity in absolute terms is a thing, right? When you look at planet Earth, there's only, you know, you could quantify or measure, or, you know, put reserves on any of the commodities that we use. And, you know, clearly that could be, uh, you know, it's a, it's a finite thing at that, at that scale, that level, that view. But what we're going to do with our ingenuity and technology and science is see it that if we can create more or less unlimited supplies of energy and raw materials to maintain the status quo and enhance it at the human scale. And I would argue that we haven't really thought about it that way before. And we haven't tried to do economics by design like that. Like tease out what the numbers would be and quantify uh, you know, the American middle class lifestyle for everyone and then tease out what those numbers would look like. What, what, what amounts of materials, what types of things would we need to have on hand? How much land are we talking about using? How much food? How much clean water? How many transports are we talking about building? And that is, the details of that are going to be laid out in the book. Uh, but I want to talk about it because talking about it, I think in today, in 2020, it's just, it's easier for us all to just talk or see a video and have it be compressed as opposed to it sitting in a book with a pretty cover on your shelf. Some people read, but a lot don't. It's not the preferred form factor for a lot of people. So that's kind of what we're going to do with this. That's the whole point of, of taking the trouble to do the podcast. Now, we'll ask for the support. I do have to monetize because I, I would like to spend full time, full time working on these endeavors to try to figure these things out for us. So, do need to do that and appreciate the support. Now, one of the primary uh, drivers of the economics right now is this notion of uh, scarce natural resources. Um, and if we cut across the spectrum in our major industries and sectors, we may very well find that for a number of reasons in science and our processes and technologies that we can, we can almost get to a point of where we have 
uh, an abundance and have downward pressure on prices. And the way everything's built now and the vested interest and stuff now is there's not a lot of incentive to allow prices to fall. Everything seems to want to push prices higher. Um, and that's where, yeah, I'm discussing. I don't give a fuck. And you shouldn't either. Don't, get, don't be distracted on petty shit. That's our big problem now. Whole country's ready to tear themselves apart because they're mired in petty shit that doesn't matter. Get over yourself, fuckface. So, uh, there is no downward pressure on prices, right? Uh, and, 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 and incomes are fairly stagnant. And the, you're, ne you're not needed more and more. Your, your labor, it's needed at low, low pay levels. It's not very much needed in the higher bands. Because once we figure stuff out, there, there's an algorithm, right? Once you get it in software, so to speak, it's portable. Once it's digitized, it's portable. And, and you know, once you know how to make the microchip, the process, you know, the uh, once you get it baked in silicon, or you know how to do it, once it's rinse and repeat. You just re reverse engineer everything. Now, I've heard others tell me they get into manufacturing now, and they have noticed that. Um, uh, if you don't practice something, if you don't know how to make something, you can actually forget how to do it. And let's not kid ourselves. There are several things in this world that require high levels of skill that are not so easy to do. And, you know, we're, we're living in a world now where, in this country, we, we may be losing awareness or knowledge of how to do certain key things. You know, we might not know how to do uh, make stuff, the process to make it, the chemistry of something, you know, the, the technique you need to use. And you need to lock that stuff in somehow. So, you know, schools, which, you know, I pick on a lot because the way it's done, it's just passive, sit there, put a big, big, nice published book with some fancy colored pages in it and sit there dick around all day. I would argue, we know, maybe school would be better served if, if people learned the chemistry of making metals, the chemistry of lumber, and uh, how, to, how to do it, how to grow it, how to cultivate it, you know, how to do plastics, how to do all the petrochemicals. How to do cement, concrete, blocks, construction techniques. You know, how do you build a building? How do you build these buildings? Uh, how is the, the electronics for this? How's the electricity generated? How's it distributed? How's it used here? To do this for the various things. How does HVAC work? How do, how do cars build? How, how, how does that work? Well, I think a lot of the stuff you know, we can understand and teach our kids better than what we're doing now. And um, yeah, bear the breeze. Don't get excited. You can handle it. Well, I watched that movie Midway with my kid last night. He's talking about homeschooling. And he's like, when are we going to start, Dad? I'm like, we already have started. And he doesn't seem to understand that. Because he's already been somewhat brainwashed in that school equals doing worksheets. 
far. Watch the movie Midway, which made me think of your salt, how soft you are. Man, that looked horrible. The Japanese are portrayed in the film as having superior technology, superior discipline, superior will to fight. And we were depicted as disorganized, a little bit nervous, unlucky. But I fully intend to use the uh, movie Midway as a, as a starting point to teach my kid history. And I do want him to learn big history, like the TED Talk that I watch 18 minutes. You get that. Start there. Make sure you really understand that. Understand what's in there. Understand Neil deGrasse's, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talks and his books. Really absorb and, and digest that. Really think about it. Marinate on it constantly. You're going to listen, think, ask questions, and then you got to listen again and again and again. You need to learn by doing. Over time, you learn by doing. For history here, I think a lot of the current world does trace back to World War II. It's all being tested right now, actually, with uh, the, the Peter Schiff podcast that I alluded to yesterday. He did Rogan recently. Peter Schiff's podcast, he scared the hell out of me. He's like, we are devaluing our currency so much by printing so much money, just printing, 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 that we have a real risk of people not accepting, you know, not valuing American currency as much. It'll go down in value. It'll collapse. And the fact that the American currency, U.S. dollar, has been used for as the global medium exchange and store of value, and there's so much American debt sloshing around and being held by everybody around the world, is it's, it's really it's a result of what happened in, in 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 World War II. That was the pivot point. That's when we became the global economic leader for a bit. Of course, that's all shifting now. It's shifting more and more towards Asia and China, China in particular, India as well. Uh, uh, old Europe and EU is showing signs of fatigue and distress. And it remains to be seen what's coming next. And that's why I want to get out in front of it. I want to be an economic artist, an economic designer. I don't want to be a imposed uh, some type of author authoritarian or power fantasy on people. I want to, you know, tease the numbers out of what we're talking about, quantify the economic problem for humans at a human scale, and then get busy making sure we're covered there so that we have the human bandwidth to take on whatever's next, including things like viruses, like COVID right now is the, is the thing today. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the environmental global warming phenomena that people want to shackle the economy to buy into. Um, I maintain that that's just another power play scam. We'll get into that at another time. Um, and it, that sounds outrageous, but it is though. It's, an, it's a, an attempt to regulate at such a level that the status quo can't exist. You shifted the power to a different group that will regu that will uh, manage the regulations for us, so we can have a better 
in a better, cleaner environment. And fuck that. Let's quantify the unlimited wants and needs of humanity, all of humanity. And we'll start with the American middle class lifestyle that has enough surplus to save. And we can peel off a piece of that savings, you know, X percent, so that we fully fund a retirement for ourselves in the future. We don't just blow it all, blow it all, blow it all. Because people will, you know, people are dumb, right? People are fucking stupid. You could make it where literally everybody in the world is getting 150000 U.S. equivalent purchasing power, $150,000 a year in perpetuity. And, and, and these fuck faces will still want Bugattis and Jaguars. But, you know, we're not Jaguars. It's not an exotic brand right now, but we're not as much. But Lamborghinis, it's going to be ridiculous, right? And that, you'll still have to go the extra mile if you want that. But you, you could see that even those items become commoditized because once you figure out how to do it, it's just rinse, repeat. Once you do it, well, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all internal combustion, and then they're slowly migrating to uh, an eight-car electric car model. But they're all, uh, you know, so I guess what, at the end of the day, it just becomes a styling preference because they're all. You know, back it butts up against the other assumption is everyone can make everything, and everything becomes somewhat commoditized. So we've got that dynamic in the mix as well. If everyone knows how to make everything, and the machine is able to do things better, faster, cheaper than humans. And it's rinse repeat. It's easy to duplicate and reverse engineer. Which, by the way, should be the primary focus of education is reverse engineering. That's at the top of the list. Can you take something apart and know how it works enough to rebuild it yourself or make one? And understand or iron out some of the uh, specialization so that you become, you don't have to become a, you know, 100 foot thick, 100 foot deep. Uh, knowledge of every single nook and cranny of human knowledge that's or human, in human science and human technology. But I do think you could get to that critical mass where you basically can't articulate how industries and sectors work and what's involved in each industry and sector. And there, you know, obviously there's different ways to index, categorize this stuff. I like industries and sectors. Because that's where the money, you know, the financial sector, you know, monitors it that way. Government going forward. I think government should possibly be artificially capped. I, I've said in other talks, and I'm going to play with some numbers here more because I want to bang up and get feedback and get my theories torn up. But an artificial cap of 30%. Anything beyond 30% goes back to the people. If there's that much money sloshing around, then there's that much savings accumulating. Because I want government to take a role as a competitor, as a leader. Like they always are trying to advise and lead and 
pick up the slack, but they're not going to encroach on everybody's freedom. In this modern civilization, with all of its technology, all of us carrying around a tracking device in our hands, you're trackable. You're more trackable now than ever before. And if they have another wave or two of cameras and sensors and microphones like they do in certain countries, even if you didn't have your phone, you're still trackable. You really think it's hard to read your tag as you enter and exit most major freeways and roads? You really think the technology is expensive? Really? You think it's expensive to just take a picture of your car and your fucking who's in your car and your tag and throw it up to the radio tower or cell tower or uh, Wi-Fi to a uh, node on the network and get you to a supercomputer somewhere to crunch your fucking shit? You think that's hard? It's pennies on the dollar, bro. All this stuff is. You need to wake up to that. We all should. Let's process the possibility of that and be respectful of the possible tyranny of that. That's why you, this fight is serious right now with fashionable leftists. Because they have no respect for that, and there's, some of them are actually salivating over the prospects of that. They, they want, want, by design, they want to go for it. <clears throat> you can lock in tyranny for the next thousand years, people. That's how much of the game's changed. You have to pardon my disgustingness. I have I accumulate things in my throat and I can't talk unless I get it out. So don't be a wuss. Alright? You're already a wuss. So am I. Don't be a wuss. So long story short, I don't want to ramble. I do, I do like stream of conscious. I think it, you can mine stream of conscious for lots and lots of good stuff. And if you're trying not to have too much filler, I think you can pull it off. But in short, the quantification of a given lifestyle, in this case the American middle class lifestyle, allows picture to emerge of what it would take and what scarcity factors or how much scarcity is real given that need of the human of, of humanity and it may we may find we may find that reality is treading water. All of us are one week, two weeks away from absolute starvation and poverty. And there's some that are think that that's okay. That, they, that that's what you deserve. Really? What, what's the point of being a human? With all of our special talents and skills and technology and ability if we're just going to act like everything else in the animal kingdom? What's the fucking point, man? <laughs> Isn't that kind of stupid that we're buying into that? We accept that? It's like your two choices are cutthroat bootstraps capitalism with no safety net, which is what these guys are really advocating on that side. No government, no help, no help, no nothing. No balancing force. Just every man for himself. 
eat what you kill and no one gets a piece of what you kill if you happen to be a good hunter or have good hunting grounds or good genes or whatever the case may be. Better ability, better parents, better this, better that. This ferocious competition. Or the alternative is this lame, authoritarian, insider, crony connected, big government fucking thing that we've called communism or socialism. We've called it a lot of things over the years, fascism. Because it is fascist. If you tax to the point where you're getting basically half of the corporate revenues and half of individuals' revenues, then you own half of the economy. You fucking dominate everything. And I know that it, it very much excites some of you fucking idiots. But that's not a good. That's not going to work out for your grandkids. Because somebody's going to be on the wrong side of the fucking coin more often than not. And oh, by the way, you guys that fantasize about this and can't wait and salivating. You might find it turns into a bloody fucking mess. Because there ain't no shortage of people that are going to say, you know what, you're not getting it for free. And I'll die. I'll die before I give it to you. There's no shortage of that. And that's not a threat. It's reality, man. Even if Americans start telling... You, you think if Americans start tearing themselves apart in a new civil war, that some foreign entity that could use a little more land won't exploit that? Be fucking stupid. Or they'll side and arm one of the sides. And the other th that side will think they have an ally. And they'll get... They'll do the bidding, thinking that they get a, they get a friend, and then when it's all said and done, they're gone. Let's just figure it out for once and for all. Let's figure it out once and for all, and let's enjoy things and try to make the best of things until we get taken out by an asteroid or whatever the fuck thing that's going to be in the end. How about that? How about that? Now, a couple things on this walk I'm noticing. This is not a good place to walk as much. It's a circuit. There's no animals. I do like that. I don't want to deal with dogs and stuff like that. It's very distracting. So here. But the drawbacks are you kind of look like a weirdo. I don't know. And people are listening. I don't know. It's a little distracting with having other people around. And then these exercise people, they're kind of, I don't know, man. These people are, my God. Yesterday I saw some guy over here pushing his little girl. Do it, I told you, run, 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 run. And it's like, well, for what? What are you trying to train her to be? A fucking, some kind of warrior? Because you're excited about this revolution fucking shit, man? That's what it, that's what it smelled like to me. You know, it's like, come on. But that's your competition, man. You, you do have people doing that. They're very giddy with this uh, instability and uncertainty. I don't want the uncertainty anymore. I want to minimize the uncertainty for humanity to create the bandwidth to take on whatever it is we think we actually really need to take on. Because I think you can get a distillation of the, of the bullshit and real targets for human bandwidth and human investment and human science can emerge. Not just bullshit that's hacked up bullshit for political gain to steal more of the economic pie as it is today. That's, which is what I view like the new green deal. It's sold as green. And little kids clap their hands and get taught this garbage in schools by fucking leftist bureaucrats that love the bureaucracy of their jobs. And they want to push it to be $150,000 a year in their matrix. How about we just reject that? So you know what? We're going to do industry, human industry, and we're going to try like hell not to or to minimize 
the effect to the environment, which we already are doing, by the way. These leftists lie. They fucking lie. We pollute less now in this country than we did. You can see it because you're looking around. Look at the fucking trees, man. Are you blind? Food's plentiful, cheap. It's easier than ever to eat and eat healthy even. Okay? Don't don't kid yourself. You go I go around here to go to fucking Wegmans, man. You can get all the vegetables and fruits you want. All the fucking proteins you want. All the dairy foods you want. Well, you know, dairy's bad for you. Well, I'll get around to that eventually, by the way. More serious look at what, if anything, triggers inflammation. But you know what? I gotta be frank with you, man. I haven't watched anything my whole life. I haven't been in like a train wreck of eating, but you know, I fucking eat McDonald's and shit all the time. I don't give a fuck. And I, I can't say, uh, you know, yes, when I eat McDonald's, do I feel a little off and greasy? Yes. Okay? A little shitty. But is it, is it like, the, the, should we ban it? <laughs> should we really blow it out of proportion? Not really. When you're in a hurry or you're in a car or you're in a foreign area, it's nice to go to, be able to pull your fucking car up to a place that has a consistent system under the hood. That as long as people aren't trying to in purposely poison you, you probably can eat something for five, ten bucks and go on about your fucking life. Say and live off of it. Don't be a retarded asshole. Like when Rogan's podcast, when he talks about nutrition, I, I would like more less bullshit there. You know. I think what I'm hearing is good proteins. He like, I mean, he preferably punches shit with a bow and arrow. I, I'm not doing that. I want to be able to go to Wegmans and do that, because because I don't want to. I don't want to be out there fucking hunting. And that's not realistic for 350 million Americans to go out and fucking hunt elk with a bow and arrow. It's cool if you're into that. You want to do that? Good for you. Why don't we figure it out for everybody else though? And it, we're pretty much. I would say we're getting close to that anyway. If, if I lift the veil of current food supply, I, I'm sure it would be absolutely disgusting. But you know what? The flip side is, I'm 48 years old, and I've been eating that shit my entire life. And all things said and done, I think the only health problem I've ever really had was excessive levels of economic stress and psychological stress. It, it is a derivative of economic stress, in my opinion. It's what made your family fucked up to begin with, and they passed it down to you. Not all of us, not mine. I'm not trying to pick on my family. My family did the best it could. So did yours, probably, given, given the fucking horrifically high-stakes game, economics games. But stress is what made me sick a couple times in my life. And when I was sick, they prescribed a drug, prednisone. And I'm not blaming prednisone for the little bit of, you know, I weigh 225 pounds right now, a little belly. But it was it's factual though. I went from 200 to 225, and these the bumps were like 10, 12, 15 pounds, 20 pound bumps on prednisone. And that, and it changed, it seemed to have changed my body or something. And then it's, it's, it never really goes away. I mean, I'm talking to you right now, fuckface, you know, fucking genius squad. I've already walked, I don't know, probably two miles on this track right now. No fucking problem, man. I get a little, I mean, I get a, a little sore in spots because I'm lazy about stretching. 
And I do need to do something. Oh my God, I actually think I've torn some stomach muscles because it's, I don't know, fucking weird shit. But you know, I lift my twins. My twins are handicapped. They're heavy as fuck. I lift them and play with them and do shit all the time. And I don't question I can do better. But my point was, we basically have had an unlimited, pretty high quality food supply for a long time. And we take it for granted. Now, I hope Peter Schiff's prophecy of Day of Reckoning coming doesn't ever, never happens to us. I don't ever want to walk into, and I don't want any human in any place on this planet to ever walk into a store, a place and not be able to get food. Why would we put up with that as a species with our modern technology, our modern, with, our, with our knowledge? Why would we put up with that? Why do we accept that that's part of the natural order? Again, just go fucking live in a tree if you're going to act like dog-eat-dog dog all the time. What's the point of having knowledge? What's the point of going to school if you're not using it to make life uh, to to make life better for the species, to make it as good as possible? What what are you doing? I have a real problem with that. These these parents that push their kids, right? And I get it. They're trying for the best of their kids. What they really want to do, though, they they, they see the world as oh, right out of the gate. I gotta be disciplined. And they gotta. They're going to go to school. They're going to be smart. So they can go to college. So they can get a good job. So they only really, if you think about it, they only really, really care about the fucking selves and their material well-being. I think if you stop long enough to quantify what the fuck are we trying, what are we trying to accomplish here as a species? What, what does everybody want in a personal level? And I would argue what's encompassed in my state with the American middle class lifestyle is a great starting point. Because that assumes a quiet, private dwelling that's yours, not some roommate or some fuckface or some asshole neighbors. No. It's a place that when you're ready to rest or you want to go outside, it's your little spot. Everybody, everybody needs that. And all the things baked into the American version of that is baked in that statement. The American middle class lifestyle. So your your utilities, your unlimited and free internet. I gotta push pause. Okay, back. Just said you know people will get up behind me. I just don't want everybody listening to everything I'm saying when I'm recording. It's distracting for me. I want you to listen as a listener and a, and a participant, and I definitely need your support. So please go to Patreon. Please sign up for as, as big as you can. I know everybody else is asking for the same thing right now. I get it. But this is important stuff, guys. It's important, and I need your support. I need you to buy the books. Otherwise, what happens is i got to go back to doing what you're doing. i got to go back to slaving away and trading all my time for, for dollars. And uh, I'll probably have to do that anyway because... It is such a harsh environment to try to be an artist right now. It really is. I mean, I, I pay right now Patreon money to a guitar player for some lessons who's been a pro in the business, you know, for, I don't know, 20 years, give or take. And, you know, he's one of a gazillion that are doing the same thing because there's no, they can't make a living doing it, doing art right now. And, um, you know, 
uh, but I need your support to do this. And if not, I'll, I'll work a job and try to still do this work because it needs to be done. But I learned yesterday, I mean, you need more time than you think. It's always way more time than you think. Like to sit down and crank the book out that I, that I promised to, that, to lay this out, I got I to gotta put it down. It's going to take time and money, you know. So not going to be for free. So I need your support. You know. But participate. And, and empower this movement to make it better for everybody. Don't feel guilty about it. And don't feel like you're getting fleeced or scammed. Okay, you're not. I'm going to go for it. We're going to have guests. We're going to push things. And, if, and, and we're going to own it if we're wrong. Or if we make statements that are wrong or mean. Well, we'll look, we could, we could pivot. I'm not trying to be uh, uh, some type of pariah or whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm fishing for the word for somebody who, uh, you know, can't, thinks they have all the answers. I don't. I think I, I've got a lot, of, a lot of good questions, though, and a lot of good, uh, I've been blessed because of my experience to have different insights than a lot of people. <clears throat> That's just reality. So, please, hit the button. Do it right now. Do it right now. Don't wait. Because if you wait, you're not going to do it. Do it right now. Patreon. Join the community. Even if you join at the lower levels, it hooks you in. Like us. Like us on the, the social media stuff. Like us on there's a YouTube thing coming to. I've already carved out some of the spots, but I'm a, I'm a one-man show right now. And, and I do need to be incredibly efficient because I don't want to I don't want to have a bunch of people in the mix for the same when I do art, musical art too, you gotta do the art. Art is not a group collective effort. I know you, you collectivists like all this collective shit, but nothing gets done. Bands are not democracies. Shitty bands might be, but good bands are not. They usually boil down to a main artist with, you know, and over time, maybe the relationships grow, there were kind of, there's three become kind of one, four become one. But, uh, no. We'll end it there. I've got uh, work to do. I've got, I've got to sit down and put the numbers down. So, look for Humanomics. Yeah, you can pre-order it now. I'll have a link. Um, yeah, we gotta we, we gotta step it up. All right, have a good day. Love you. Bye.